You're listening to TCRG to CEO Radio with your host, Courtney J. TCRG. Welcome back to TCRG to CEO Radio. Today's episode is episode number 36, and it's going to be a solo episode, uh, just me giving you a little bit of information and having a little bit of a reflection on a recent workshop weekend that I had. And a couple of people have asked me to talk about workshops or to kind of go through how to start doing workshops and things like that. So I don't know that this will necessarily be a comprehensive episode on workshops, but I will try and sprinkle in some of the information that you guys have asked about And I'm so sorry that there was no episode up last week. As I'm sure everybody knows, Arakta's season is absolutely crazy. And this year, the month of October in particular, is extremely crazy for me. So I will do my best to put out regular content, but also recognize that this is a side passion project for me. I certainly don't get paid to do this or anything. So I am putting out new content as often as I can, and I appreciate your support as always. You can join us in the listeners-only Facebook group. It's linked in the show notes, or you can go to www.facebook.com groups slash TCRG to CEO, and we have a discussion, uh, you know, like conversation starter, I guess, for each episode after it airs, so that if you have any questions or feedback or want to connect with other listeners, you can do that inside the group. And you can follow me over on Instagram at CourtneyJ underscore TCRG, where, to be honest, content over there has been slacking too, but I do try my best to put out some more regular uh, real-time information over on that platform. Okay, so in the spirit of not making any assumptions, um, I'll define what a workshop is in case you're not familiar. Uh, A workshop is essentially having a guest instructor come in to either teach new choreography or to work with your dancers on technique or different drills and things like that. Sometimes it's a combination uh, thereof. And you can choose, you know, whether you want to have someone from overseas come in, someone who maybe is more local to you. Uh, There's lots of choices and considerations that go into selecting a workshop instructor that I won't go into in this episode but it's essentially having a guest teacher come and work with your dancers. So I have been doing workshops for a number of years, and currently I work with the Ottawa Irish Dance Company in Ottawa, Ontario, and I just came back from a workshop earlier this week, and I was there for three teaching days, four days total, and this workshop is to get them most prepared for their upcoming Araktas. Their Araktas is the first weekend of December. So they're about two months out and have had their steps since the winter. Uh, They learned them in January and February and they've kind of been working with them. And at this point it was making sure that everyone was in the best position possible to have their best result. So whether that meant tweaking choreography or reworking things or drilling certain parts um, or just letting the teaching staff there know how to correct certain things or what to watch for. So the purpose of each workshop kind of changes depending on where we are in the calendar year. When I'm there in the winter, January, February, we are just teaching choreography. I come in with choreography for the new year. I work exclusively with their championship program. I don't work with the grades. So when they're ready to change over dances after the Araktas, I come in with fresh material. I teach them their three rounds. And then I come back in the springtime to kind of check on how things are going and also make sure that their nationals 
qualified dancers are ready to go. And similar to the one I just did this past weekend, if there's anything that needs to be tweaked or if something's not working or if something's not being executed correctly, I make sure that that gets fixed so that they're in the best position possible going into their major. Now, some of you might be listening and wondering why uh, you might why you might need a workshop teacher. And for a lot of us, we have the false belief that we can and should do everything involved with our studio. So if you're the studio owner, maybe you feel like you should be making all the choreography, you should be teaching all the classes, you should be doing all of the administrative work. But in all honesty, not all of us are capable of doing the very, very best job at each of those things. And that's okay. I mean, in no other job uh, would you be expected to do every single thing extremely well. We all have things that are our strengths and we all have things that are our weaknesses. And honestly, even sometimes we can be strong at something, but someone else might be better at it. And to give your dancers the best possible opportunity, sometimes it's better to pass that off. Or one of the earlier workshops, uh, schools that I worked with, their teachers could come up with choreography, but after working a full-time 40-hour job during the week, they just didn't have the time or energy to put into choreography. It takes a long time. So they would rather have it outsourced, have someone else do it, uh, just come in and teach it, and then they would work on maintaining it. So if even if you enjoy making choreography, it might be something that you ask yourself Uh, whether you need to freshen it up, maybe you have things that aren't working and you're not really sure how to fix it. Uh, That might be something that a workshop teacher could help you with. Or maybe you really hate doing choreography and you dread it and your dancers end up kind of making up choreography and showing it to you for approval. Maybe you would consider bringing in a workshop instructor to do your choreography for you. And it might Uh, Free up a little bit more time and mental energy that you're currently spending doing choreography. So there's lots of reasons. Um, Another one that I can think of is maybe you're actually feeling okay about uh, choreography, but you're really not sure how to get your dancers to the next level, whatever that means for them. Maybe you have opens that you want to push to be world qualifiers. Maybe you can't get kids at a prelim. Uh, Maybe you have prize winners that can't get into prelim. Whatever it is, maybe a set of outside eyes would be helpful in getting your dancers to the next level, and that can bring a lot of momentum to a school. So there's lots of different reasons why people have them. Uh, I'm sure I haven't even covered all of them, but that's just a few. And a lot of people ask me how I got into doing workshops, and I wish I had a more uh, like professional answer, but people just reached out to me and asked if I would do it, uh, and I said yes. A lot of people knew me either from my own competition days or being on the competitive circuit. Um, And the other way that people found me is that I used to have a Tumblr for Irish dancing uh, back when everyone was on Tumblr and not on Instagram. And I had a pretty big following over there. And a lot of people still don't really even know who it was or whatever, because I never actually gave out like my identity. I liked having a little bit of mystery over who I was, but people that got to know me and talked to me there often obviously uh, knew me on a, you know, first name basis. And we talked uh, on and off Tumblr and 
a lot of those uh, friends and connections that I had made there were kind of my early asks to come in and do workshops. So if it's something that you're looking to do, um, which to be honest, I even wasn't at the time. It's not like I was advertising that I could do workshops. Uh, People just approached me and asked. But with anything, if it's something you'd like to offer, then definitely make sure people know that that's an option for them. Uh, It's something that I keep on my uh, personal uh, website now, just that I do workshops and, you know, am considering, you know, schools on a case-by-case basis and things like that. So that's how I got into it. Um, I'd be curious to see how others got into it. Maybe that's something we can discuss in the Facebook group. But That's something that a lot of people have wondered in the past. So what I wanted to reflect on in this workshop is how teaching workshops makes me feel like a better teacher, um, which might sound strange because I'm coming in to do workshops being seen as the expert, like you'd think I would already be a good teacher, which I mean, I think I think I am. But teaching workshops gives me a different Uh, experience teaching than it does at home. So when I teach at home, I'm, you know, with kids that I see on a very regular basis, some of them, you know, three, four times a week. They know me very well. I know them very well. I know their strengths and weaknesses very well. But when you have a very, I guess, regular or close relationship with your dancers, maybe there's also some things that you become blind to. And when I teach them, a lot of times they can't anticipate what's coming, either with a correction or when we're learning new choreography, they can kind of, you know, fill in the blank because they're used to my style, you know, our school style, whatever it might be. So in some ways, it's easier to teach on a daily basis at home because there's that familiarity. But there's also maybe some things that slip through the cracks sometimes because I'm almost too close, right? I need that like zoom out to really see everybody um, objectively. And we all know that it's hard to see progress when you're looking at something every day. Um, Think of someone who's dieting, for example, and it's hard for them to see the changes in their body or their weight or whatever it is because they see themselves every day but maybe they see someone they haven't gotten, you know, to see in person for a few weeks or a few months, and that person's going to notice the progress a lot better than the person doing the work. And it's kind of that same thing when I'm trying to objectively look at my dancers and how they're progressing or what our weaknesses are and what needs to be corrected. So when I go and teach a workshop, I'm seeing things in, you know, three or four months Uh, blocks of time. The last time I was there was before nationals. So coming in and seeing the improvement, it's much more apparent to me than it is to the teaching staff there that see them every day. I can also see when things maybe have deteriorated or I can see um, just different changes in execution that might be hard for someone to see that's looking at it every day. Um, I find that when I teach workshops, um, obviously I'm there, you know, three or four times a year. So the students are familiar with me, but it's not the same as seeing them every day. So a lot of times there isn't that ability to predict or ability to kind of know what I'm going to say before I say it. So I find that there's a lot of 
uh, deeper teaching that needs to be done, which is really, really good for me to have to do. I might have to explain things or break things down further than I would for my own class, just because of that lack of uh, close familiarity, I guess. So let's just say that we're working on a certain rhythm. Some of my kids at home might be able to watch it and then just do it. Not because they're necessarily better dancers, uh, just because they see me often. Maybe they've seen someone else in the class do the rhythm already. There's a lot less of a, like a, the foreign, you know, unknown factor happening. Whereas when I go and teach a workshop, um, I might be working on a rhythm that they've never seen before, they've never heard before, they've certainly never done before. So when I'm going to teach that, I would have to break it down into little, little chunks so that everybody could learn it successfully. So that's something that I do feel makes me a better teacher every time that I go because there's something that either has to get broken down uh, really well or I might have to explain things differently than I would at home or answer things more thoroughly than I would at home. And again, this is something that's really good for me to do because growth doesn't happen in comfort. You have to push yourself and what you're capable of in order to get better. Um, Same goes with uh, at the workshop over the weekend. I normally come in with choreography completely prepared. Um, You know, I know the dancers well enough to kind of know what their ability level is, what's a push for them, what's too easy for them, kind of what's appropriate for their level. And I like to make choreography that I truly love and enjoy. I, I, I could turn out you know, steps after steps, uh, and they would be fine. They'd be functional. They would work. There would be at least some semblance of balance there. But I only like to put out chore- put out choreography that I love. And that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of tweaking and revisions. So coming into this workshop, I knew that there was going to be a set that needed to be tweaked um, and kind of played around with. And I could only prepare so much for it. And what ended up happening is we got together uh, with the dancer and the teaching staff and me, and we were playing around with options. And what ended up happening is we completely re-choreographed the step part. And this is something that I never would normally do because I just don't like the feeling of kind of choreographing under pressure, not having a little bit of distance to, you know, review it and revise it as needed, Um, not having that time to kind of stand back from it and look at it as a whole. But this is just kind of what had to be done uh, on this occasion. And I did it. I really like what came out. And I think it was just something that was a lesson for me in realizing that I, I, can't, I am capable of choreographing under pressure. I am capable of creating something that I like, even if it's not, uh, you know, done over weeks or days. So that was a good, a good push for me to be able to do that. I think the benefits for the home teaching staff are probably a little bit more obvious. Obviously, when you're bringing in a workshop instructor, you're looking for some type of product, whether it's the choreography itself or fresh eyes for the dancer or maybe new drills or new a new lens to look at execution with, whatever it might be. And when you have your workshop instructor working with the class, You can sit and take notes. You can kind of look at how the dancers are responding to the instructor. You can look at how the instructor is breaking something down or maybe how they're choosing to drill a certain piece. 
And this is the best kind of professional development I think we have as Irish dance teachers. It's kind of unfortunate that we can't uh, watch other people teach more often. Like, for example, it would be great if I could go to Gavin Doherty's class and sit and watch how he's breaking things down or teaching his class. But that doesn't exist in our industry, even though it does in other dance forms. So having a workshop teacher in is kind of as close as you can get to that, which is a big benefit in and of itself. Um, I know I learned a lot in college by having so many different teachers. It's helped me form my teaching style, and you can kind of listen to uh, myself and Lauren Carroll talking about this a few episodes back. Uh, We both went to University of Limerick uh, around the same time, and we both felt like having so many different teachers really helped us become better teachers. And yeah, it's just a shame that we don't have the opportunity to to learn uh, better teaching skills without um, without having to necessarily invest in a workshop teacher or send kids to camps. You know, we could do that. It certainly helps the dancer to have many different teachers, but in a professional development standpoint, that option doesn't really exist for teachers. So who knows? Maybe that's something that we will change going forward. Uh, I would certainly support it. Um, And what I find the benefit to be for the home teaching staff is what I mentioned earlier, that they might not see certain uh, progress being made, just like how I don't necessarily see it sometimes on my own dancers. But when they have someone coming in and saying, oh, wow, like you guys really worked on... um, you know, arching, or you guys really worked on arms, or, you know, whatever it is that you can see from that longer time away, you know, being away for four months or however long it was, it can boost the morale, I guess, of the teaching staff and of the students. There might also be things that they're too close to that they could really benefit from having someone notice and, um, you know, I would love if someone did that for me at home, but hearing me give feedback of, hey, like collectively as a class, you know, this, this, and this need to get worked on, you know, then they know what to prioritize going forward. Maybe they thought they'd need to put their time and energy into one aspect of technique, but if I'm coming in and saying, hey, that's good, but you need to work on this, you know, then they know where to focus their efforts and ultimately that's going to benefit the school and the dancers. So lots of benefits for everybody involved. Obviously, the downside um, is that it certainly is an investment for the dancers, for the school, you know, for the teachers. It is very time consuming uh, and a commitment just to even get your dancers to be available on a certain weekend or week or, you know, sometimes during the summer is when people choose to run their workshops. And it's definitely not something that every family or student will uh, agree to or want to make themselves available for. But for the ones that do, I feel that it is very, very beneficial. So if you have any other workshop-related questions, I would love to put them in the discussion topic for this episode. It'll be up on the Facebook group probably in the next few days. Uh, Usually it comes out I don't know, a day or two after the episode goes live so that you have a chance to listen to it first uh, without having a ton of spoilers in the Facebook group. And of course, if you have any other questions or feedback or things that you'd like me to go into more detail about, maybe I'll do another 
uh, workshop-related episode in the future, and I would love to include all of your questions so that we will have a comprehensive uh, set of content out there related to this topic. So this was a short one. Hope everyone has a wonderful week and that your Aractus preparations are going well. And for now, this is TCRG to CEO Radio. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on TCRG to CEO Radio.